Alright, so boom. Episode 42 Game Podcast. This is what you get, mama. Uh, first on the docket, Rose and Barn, you know, try to be racist on these hoes. Mama got a rap, and the show is gone. Bobby. <laughs> Boop. Uh, then we have uh, Morgan Freeman, you know, a Christian, all that. I'm trying to read all of you girls a little bit on that matter, so you might want to, you know, stay tuned for that girl. And same as Scott. Um, talking about how French is not all that, because after, you know, that dude that saved that kid and he got that French and all that, y'all are praising French way too much for that, so yeah, listen to that too, because. I'm joining some of you girls too. Uh, so what I'm listening this week, I am listening to LMA, of course, telling you what's good about her because she's been amazing. Then we go to motherfucking high school musical too because I don't know, bitch. I feel I'm, I feel reminiscent of my old years, so it is what it is. Uh, then I talk about Louis Note, which is like a French singer, really talented, really amazing. Yes, God, yes, man. Um, for what I'm watching this week, um, pretty much old shows that I've always watched, and on top of that, I'm watching the new Netflix show called Break with Michelle Wolf. Iconic girl. Listen to her hear a little bit more about that. As always, this week is a long-ass drag, drag race recap because I have a lot of feelings. All right, mama? So, yeah, let's get into it, bitch. Another one. I don't know if you could take it. No, you want to see me naked, naked, naked. I want to be a baby, baby, baby. Spinning in as much as I could get from me, take. Rock it with it on the brown. Hey, how are you doing? Following Jazz always, fair bitch from France, and welcome for episode 40 of the Game Podcast. Um, before I start, I want to say a huge thank you to uh, my amazing guest last week, Mr. Anthony Black from the Lovely Dinner Podcast. Uh, that was lit, so if you haven't listened to it, girl, you know what to do, okay? So then you might want to get into that, episode 41, coming through. So, yeah, alright, so... Without any further ado, let's hop to what's going on this week. I'm jealous, I'm overzealous. When I'm down, I get real down. When I'm high, I don't come down. I get angry, baby, believe me. I can love you just like that. And I can leave you just as fast. But you don't judge me. Alright, so boom, listen. Um, first of all, really, really fast. Um, so this this new story of uh, this uh, immigrant black dude in France, in Paris, I believe, uh, who saved that kid, climbed up that building and saved the kid and all that. Amazing, right? Like, girl, you did the damn thing. Um, that dude literally like was a Spider-Man and was able to save the kid. First question I was in my mind, how come that kid was in there in the fucking first place? But hey, apparently from what I've gathered uh, on the internet, the uh, father was apparently playing Pokemon Go? And it was like, a, I don't know. But he, listen, allegedly, girl, allegedly. But what I heard is that he is being held by authorities. So that's good. Lead up to that. Uh, Emmanuel Macron, which is, who is, sorry, uh, the current French president, like, granted this million dude, um, you know, French citizenship, and also offering a, po- um, a position with the firefighters, in, with the fires, which is, like, amazing, right? And uh, great story, black excellence at its fullest, we are here doing the damn thing, great. The only thing, <laughs> because I always have, because me, okay, listen, I'm a black dude, right? Grew up 
in front. So I don't know what's up in here. And anything that I've seen from the internet is like, especially on comments on underneath the video, where American people and black people, especially telling praising friends a little bit, right? Which is like, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying, like, don't get it twisted. Like, this is a great story and it's amazing, but French friends is not all that at all. Like, not at all, right? Um, so I'm just saying, like, before you go ahead and sort of stand French like that, you know, you might want to think about that twice. You know what I mean? No shade. It's just me being like giving the real tea from the trenches, literally. Um, but yeah, just want to say that first because that kind of like made me go like, Ugh. it didn't annoy me, but it was like, ah, if y'all no, only knew what was really up in this bitch, but it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But yeah, from the outside looking in, French looks like it's dope currently sometimes, but it's really not, girl. It's really not. But hey, it is what it is. Um, moving on. So, um, one Rosen Barn, or Barn, I don't know, girl, I don't know who she is. But listen, uh, so yeah, Rosen Barn has her show got rebooted, right, on uh, on ABC, I think. And this thing was known for being, like, over the past years, rather problematic, okay? And she had some fucked up shit to say on the internet regarding Obama and all that. And let me tell you, let me tell you, so people were mad on the internet, of fucking course. People were coming out on her racism and all that, and they were, like, saying how ABC, yeah, ABC is the, yeah, definitely ABC, how, how ABC was doing anything, right? And um, now, ABC just canceled the show. So, what goes around, comes back around, hey, my baby. <laughs> the only thing that I'm mad about is that I mean, you know what? I'm not mad over anything. I'm not damn about all of that. Ne never watched the show when it was before that was born. No shade. Uh, not even watched after that. So it's the street when I'm like, ah, really, really don't care. But I just like how, you know, how as people we can pressure a network to cancel the show. So the whole thing happened today, right? Like today it's pretty much Tuesday. I'm mad late with this podcast. No shade. Uh, so, Mama pretty much said, hold on, I'm trying to retrieve the, um, the tweet so that I can provide, you know, some amazing journalistic, uh, I don't know if journalistic is the word, content, but no, no I'm still finding it, whatever. You get the dish, right? Like, by the time this is out, you will probably know what I think about the whole story, girl. But pretty much, she, like, assimilated, um, like... Muslims to like age and all that. So yeah, Bama was really out of line, okay? And uh it's a situation when I'm like, okay, sis, wow, so you really are dumb. Like because it's really it's your bread, mama. So if you want to be dramatic, so be it, but at least, you know, not at the point that they will cancel your show or that. Because she's the main actress of the of that motherfucking show. And I'm sure everybody else that got them cast is Here's the listen, they are mad. I don't know about them. The only one person from the cast that I know is my girl Debbie from uh Shemless, the US version, of course. And um oh then that girl. Wow. Okay, Roseanne. You you do you bitch, you do you, but <laughs> I guess that was too much for the kids to handle. So they can't cancel your show, Mama. It is what it is. Bye girl. Bye. Alright. Um lastly, hold on now. 
the whole Drake Pusha T thing is kind of related to Kanye, and I said on that show that I'm not doing Kanye anymore, so I'm not going into it in that. Sorry. Bye. Um, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Literally no no uh, transition. So Morgan Freeman was accused recently of um, inappropriate behavior, right? And um, people, and I say people, black people, not everybody, of course, but some of the people that were in the same line that were defending, you know, the R. Kelly's of the world and the um, Bill Cosby of the world, you know, those, those type of niggas, yeah, them, were pretty much saying, like, how Hollywood or, I don't know, white supremacy, whatever, people are trying to destroy, you know, huge black figures, which I was a little bit like, uh Okay, all right, like if you feel this way, perhaps there's something there, right? Because I'm not, I try to not dismiss people's argument right away and try to understand where they're coming from, right? So what I did on that matter is, you know, research on Morgan Freeman because it's what I do over the game podcast. We are professional, right? <laughs> That's a whole lot. But we try, we try our best. So, you know, one in and whatnot, and... <laughs> Apparently, uh, Morgan Freeman, like, these, you know, recent allegations towards him are not really that far-fetched, given that he, so his granddaughter, so he had an affair with his own granddaughter, allegedly. I'm saying allegedly because I don't want to be sued, girl, let's free, let's be real, but it's pretty much true, because that said granddaughter, right, that same you know, relatives of his was married to the to some dude that ended up killing her, which is nothing at all. And she confessed to him that she had an affair with her grandfather. But it's not okay. But it's like it's a situation where she was not his like Morgan Freeman like blood like bi- biological granddaughter. She was uh, his second wife's uh, granddaughter. So. They weren't really biological, even though we kind of raised her with this decision where I'm like, ew, kind of remind me of Woody Allen. It's like, you know what I mean? So, all I'm saying is, I got my whole point is that before you jump, you know, and uh, on the story and be like, y'all trying to, def- to destroy this black figures and all that, let's, let's, let's think for a second. Let's think, all right? Let's gather our thought a little bit and let's wait a little bit more. Okay, because don't be too quick to have an opinion on everything because sometimes, most of the times, you might end up be wrong. Okay, so this is me like trying to do extensive research, right? And getting to be like, okay, because when I first saw the motherfucking anything, I was shaking. I was like, oh my god, Morgan Freeman? Like, like that? Nah, can't be, can't be true, right? And I was like, oh, remember, mental trash. Don't, don't get twisted. Like, this is the world we're living. So, we're on the internet. And check it and check things out. It's like there's a lot of stories about a lot of articles about things that more women did and that are not really like amazing. So you might want to check that too before you start you know, have an opinion on everything. So it is no shade to not the girls, but it's just I'm just saying, girl. I'm just saying, boo boo, sis, baby, like looking out for you, girl. I'm looking out for you. But do better, okay? Alright, yes, name is God.
Okay, so um, that is it for What's Good, What's Spotting this week, and we shall move to the next segment. Alright, so what do you see this week? Um, I like first, I would like first, sorry, to talk about an artist that I've talked about so many times on that show, but I need y'all to give her the time of day because she is worth it. LMA, y'all know what's up, right? Buddha. Buddha, hey, the Abu Dhabi, Buddha. Shout out to the Creamer Soup podcast. Iconic. Um, so yeah, LMA. So Buddha is something that I've been out for a year. Yeah, yes, mm, yes, bitch, yes, ma'am. All right. It, the the EP was out in 2017, and I knew of the, of it because I found out I found out about her last year, and I stand her for the longest time because she's amazing. And I need you guys to like check her music out because Buddha is not even near of of the next songs. The next song was so much better than Buddha, and I think it's just because that's the thing. Buddha is a cute song. It's a cute like R and B moment, right? But it doesn't necessarily like encapsulate um LMA's talent to the point you could be like, okay, let me check all her music because her music is great. She has, uh, the one song called Naked, which is like pretty much like guitar ballad a little bit, but really cool and really like hip, really 2018, without trying to be too much modern at the same time. Mama's doing a great thing, so I need y'all to check her music out. Uh, her EPs are really short, so there's not much, but it's great. So um, her EP Ready is like six minutes long. It's like 21 minutes, guys. So get into it. Please get into it. And you will thank me afterwards, because that bitch... She's the real tea. She's the real tea. Get into her. Okay? Um, then, I want to talk about an artist. A French artist, which I never do because they're lame all the time. No, you no shade. Um, because they, first of all, they sing in French, which is not something that I kind of care for. No, you no shade. And second, it's like, it's just, it's just whack. But, there's an the artist. His name is Luke Nothing, right? Um, he is this young white twink, pretty much like really like boyish type of look or that. But when I say that this young gentleman can sing his ass off, it is absolutely crazy, right? And if you don't believe me, what you do is go on YouTube, tap Luke Note, so L O I C N O W T E T, right? I'm trying to make a, a little something saying for the girls on the Instagram, you might check that out too. Get into the bottom of Instagram, shout out. But yeah. He does this um, cover of Chandelier by Cecilia, right? And you might say, oh, Chandelier is a big song to sing. Yes, ma'am, it is a big song to sing. But when I said that homeboy is giving you everything you need, oh, bitch, listen. He came to that motherfucking like, radio station with just like, like asking, can you sing something? He's like, okay, sure. Uh, can we have can we do Chandelier? He's like, okay, let's do it then. And mama is belting old notes, okay? I was absolutely shaken by the talent, right? And I've, I've been like, I knew this video up for a long ass time ago. I'm now talking about him because he writes his own music, directs his own music videos, okay? And he is giving you very much Sia-esque with like contemporary dances and all that. And uh, he has a music song called 
uh, Million Eyes, which a has a beautiful music video. And this song is absolutely, like, <clears throat> it's so good. It's so fucking good. So yeah, I need you to get into that too, because if you need, like, someone that can sing his ass off and gives you, like, a type of music that you don't get to hear a lot in, right now, so get into it, girl. Get into it because he's so slept on. Even here in France, he slept on. And this is not okay because he's so much from talented. And I need people to give him time of day. Okay? Okay. All right. And lastly, <laughs> and lastly, so I'm laughing because uh, y'all going to drag me perhaps for that. But I kind of been, you know, on that nostalgia path a little bit of things that I've been listening when I was growing up, especially in junior high. And uh, in seventh grade, hold on, yeah, in seventh grade, seventh grade or eighth grade, High School Musical 2 was, <laughs> listen, don't, listen, I know you're making face right now, and you're like, I know this nigga didn't say High School Musical 2, yeah, bitch, I did, okay, so don't judge me, okay, so yeah, I did, oh, shit, listen, so I was quite high <laughs> once upon a time. And I was like, you know what would be a good one though? Some good old high school musical too. And I was about to think like, okay, I like that because I used to like it because, you know, I was a kid and I was kind of the target audience of high school musical thing at the time. So it makes sense that I would like it back then. But girl, girl, like 2018 Fallow is all over the place and I'm living for it. <laughs> So I say High School Musical 2 because it's the fa it's my favorite and it's the best. So, like, you can fight me. Like, girl, please at me. We can have a whole combo about it because I will, you know, drag the fuck out of you. Let's be real. Listen. But High School Musical 2 is just so good. Like, the score. I mean, the score. Yeah, the score. But what I, my point is, the music is absolutely stunning. It's so fucking good. And it's so lame at the same time. But it's just, like... That, that really like quick pop, really like efficient, straightforward. Like I'm just, my, my only goal here is to be catchy and it fucking works. And it's like, I don't know, y'all, I think we don't give a lot of props to High School Musical 2 and we should do that more because it's amazing. Let me tell you my favorite of High School Musical 2. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that right now. Uh, so work this out is a bop, is a total, total bop. I am upset with it, right? Um, there's Gotta Go My Own Way, <laughs> that, um, what's her name, Gabriella Montana, yeah, Gabriella is singing to Troy when, I don't know, like, they have, like, a little break of moment, so she, she leaves the whole thing, or whatever. Then you have Ben on it, which is, like, Troy breakdown moment, right, and he's realizing, oh my god, I left my friends and all that shit, whatever. I can't believe I'm talking about high school too right now, but hey, I'm, I'm into it, so you're into it too, right, bitch? Um, every day is like a pretty ballad, really cute, whatnot. But my favorite, my favorite of the whole thing is I don't dance. Woo! My shit. That's my shit. Like, my dream would be to perform that live somewhere with the whole team and choreo and all that. My, that's my dream. One of the dream ones. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really into it. I go to these days. And I'm also, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about it next week, but that kind of like enlightened my whole like Disney music past a little bit. And the other thing besides some musical to growing up was Camp Rock. And I'm not gonna go there now because I think I have reached the level of corniness and cheesiness uh, for this episode. So I might dwell on that next week. Okay, so I'm not that, you know, 
Don't need that crow with you to you guys. But yeah, so that's it for what I'm listening this week. And shall move to the next segment. So what I'm watching this week, um, to be really honest with you, each week I try to start some new show so that I can come up with new things. I haven't this week so far, so because I'm in this weird place when I'm like rewatching shows that I love. So I'm rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine for the fourth time, I believe. Yeah, for the fourth time because I like like it this much. And uh, Unbreakable Commitment. Yeah, I'm on season three when Titus is like uh, limonading. Yeah, absolutely iconic episode. You should definitely get into that. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about one show that I think it's a good starter for people that never have been into anime whatsoever, right? Because anime can be really overwhelming, and you people I know a lot of people that want to try it and like feel like they they might like it, but it's like oh this show is good. It would tell me it's good that it has five hundred thousand episodes, and I'm not really that committed to do all of that. So to these people. I say the one anime for you is called One Punch Man. If you have like if you know a little bit of anime, you have probably seen this because it's really like one of the one of the most famous and recent anime at the moment. And it's really like the one thing with One Punch Man is like it's really thrilling. All the like thrilling things that you get from regular anime, you get that, but really intense. Intensely. So I believe it's like 13 episodes long, which is nothing for an anime and uh, it's a good start and it's on Netflix it's, they just put it on Netflix so um you you should yeah this might sound for you guys sometimes for the, those of you that tried anime and never find something that would like One Punch Mind is something for you it's it's like quick and it's cool and it will get you hooked that's the thing you will love it after episode one right you would definitely be upset with it um I'm team like uh, original voices, so I, I watch it like subbed and not dubbed because I love to hear like Japanese people talking. That's just me. If you are into the dubbed version, girl, you do what you gotta do in order to thrive, right? Not gonna, not gonna judge. I used to be one of those hating ass bitch that would judge people, and especially people that would watch anime and dubbed, but I'm not that girl anymore. But that's neither here nor there. One punch my own Netflix girl, get into that. Um, what if, well, the, the new thing that I've watched because it's it just came out. Um, the break with Michelle Wolf. Remember at the White House Christmas dinner, right? There was this journalist that literally read the room to shreds. She did the Mother Dan thing. She's the one that came up with uh, what's the Uncle Tom for uh, white women at this point or the white women? Referring to uh, Sarah Gabby Sanders. Absolute girl, I died. I, I think I named that episode. Uh, that week, that motherfucking sentence, girl. So this is telling you how good she was. And Mama has her own show on Netflix, an original called The Bread Mission Wolf, and it's hilarious. And she's really like an engaged girl talking about uh, police brutality and all that. And she's always funny, but definitely is the queen of making white people uncomfortable. And she's what that's the thing with her. I don't know what she is because she is she's giving me white, but she has a little something something. I don't know what it is, girl, but she has to touch something. I don't know. I need to find out. I need to know because she's not ugly, but she can't be. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see about that. We'll talk. I will keep you guys updated about that. 
But um, all in that, I think I know. I don't see it. I know. So yeah, um, we shall move to RuPaul Drag Race recap. Oh, so ten or nine? One or the other. Of no, I said ten. So ten. Of season ten of RuPaul Drag Race. So first of all, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm pissed for, and I think I have talked about it already, but double Shantae, the double like, uh, you know, save was total crock of shit. Okay? I told her already I'm mad about it. The fact that Eureka and Karen Markle stayed, stayed, I'm mad about that. Okay. So the episode was, it was a good episode. It was a really good episode. I'll show you. I think it might be my favorite, not my favorite because someone that I love left, but other than that, it wasn't favorite. Um, the main challenge they have to give you trade, which I felt was a little bit like, <sighs> I don't know, I felt weird about the whole thing, but whatever. Eureka was, even though I hate this bitch, Eureka was hilarious. She was giving you like, um, what's, how do you call them? Like, farmer, middle America, middle, middle West tea, you know, with like, uh, like Paula Dean accent sometimes. And it, it was funny. It was funny. Um, Asia O'Hara is not able to give you a trade, which was just funny. And she's a really attractive man, but she's not able to give you the fantasy. Uh, of course, Carol Michael, it was easier for her because, you know, she's built like a motherfucking, like, you know, like a hunk, like a porn star or some shit. So, it would be the same for her to win. And I really thought she would win, but they make it a point not for her to win because it would have been a girl, like, that thing was made for you to win. So, we don't want to, you know, act like we are prioritizing you over the other girls. I don't know, but... That's another thing. Um, but yeah, Eureka won because she was really funny. So I, I was not mad at her winning that. Aquaria tried something, was not cute. Uh, Miss Cracker tried something, was not cute either. And Monet trying her best to give you like the, that you know, to, to give you all the trade masculine feel. Mama could not do it and I was gagging. Uh, Match challenge this week, they had to do a makeover, which I was like, yes, I love a makeover challenge. That was really uh, hilarious all day. And Jerome Cake, it was a uh, influencer edition. So we had Anthony Padilla, with, girl, I don't know man. Uh, we have Chester C, don't know who he was, no shade. We have Tyler Oakley, of course, we have Tyler Oakley. Raymond Braun, know who he is, Frankie Grande. Frankie Grande, know who he is, never liked him, but girl, you go ahead. And my, oh, I love him, Kingsley was there too. So that's great. Uh, because Eureka won the mini challenge, she got to take her own partner and assign everybody and do the pairings for everybody. Um, she tried to be cute, and she did this right sass thing when she paired Kingsley with Aquaria, right? And Kingsley is a black man, okay? And Aquaria is all the way white. And she clearly, you know, she tried to be like, girl, you ain't gonna be able to be this blackface with all that, because Kingsley said that. Kingsley was like, oh shit, like I'm gonna be with a black girl, um, uh, with a white girl, I don't know if she's gonna be able to pull that up as far as makeup goes and all that. So yeah. Eureka was being really, really like bitchy about all that. Really strategic, which kind of she was forced to be a little bit because RuPaul like forced her to be that way. Because when Aquaria on the last challenge be like was was more, you know, uh, everybody can get each part they want to have and all that. RuPaul pretty much said that she was, it, it was a dumb move, right? Which was like, uh, okay, I guess we were promoting, you know. Cattiness between the girls, but okay, sure, it is your, it is your show. <laughs> but yeah, so the pairings are done. Um, I'm not gonna go over the, all the pairings. I know them. I won't tell them. Um, 
it was really funny to see like the queens talk about and, and the influencer talking about you know representation and all that and i love raymond braun because he's really an activist he's not just here for the likes on instagram he he's working with organization to go towards you know um like lgbtq visibility and all that which was amazing so i was really happy for him being there and all that Whereas you have somebody like fucking Grande that was here only for the stance on the looks and, you know, living his dream or whatnot. So, I ain't gonna say no more. Uh, on the one way, Miss Cracker did the fuck out of... So, yeah, another thing that uh, two of the influencers, Chester C, that was Miss Cracker, and Anthony Padilla that was with Cameron Michaels were straight men. Everybody else was gay. Um, and Chester C looked really, like, man-looking, right? He has a beard... Broad body, really like statuesque, you know, really like Adonis type of type of feeling. So it would be hard for someone as you know Miss Cricker's sh- uh, shape and all that to actually make it a good job. But I knew she was about to do good because I follow her on the internet, especially on YouTube channels, and she does these type of makeover on people. And I was like, she had it in the bag. And when I tell you Miss Cricker, turn out she did the damn thing. Listen. She, like just to see was fitting her out was fitting her pussy clit fantasy and was here for all the stunts girl let me tell you that he was feeling himself and like cracker like painted him so well and so like you know in a cracker way so yeah they they won the challenge which i was like was really really like they earned it they did a damn thing um so we have the uh how on the you know doing well Eureka was also on top, which I was like a little bit weird about because it was switching where she did Frankie Grande and she did that because the assignment was you have to make a makeover of the person you're with, but you have to have like a family thing, right? You have to, okay, this is me, Eureka O'Hara, and I'm making over somebody else, and you have to tell by the looks that they are in my house, right? What Eureka did is pretty much like a copy, a, a straight up copy of her own drag. She did the same dress, same thing. Put the same haircut and literally did the same thing with Frankie Grande. And I was like, Ugh. and I would have been less mad if the dress was not that ugly. It was so tacky, such a tacky like fabric and all that. I was like, oh no, girl. Even the girl like read her, not read her, but girl, you know, like kicking about it uh, afterwards and untouched. So that's saying something. Uh, Aquaria did poorly, even though she bit uh, the face, like, Kingsley face was really well bit, like, she did that, like, Kingsley makeup was on point, right, but outfit-wise and all that, it was not really great, and the way Kingsley served it was not enough, he was not feeling really, you know, he was not feeling the fantasy as much as Chester C, so he was not able to convey the family thing, where Aquaria is, you know, Thotting and bumping around like she's the finest thing. Kingsley a little bit stiff on the runway. You know, that 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 happened because they, I don't think they, they got to really connect as much as the other queens did. Um Asia and uh, Raymond uh did really good. Really great. I didn't actually live for the look. Other people did. Uh, you did alright, but because you know I live for Asia, I'm gonna give her ass on that. Um what else? Uh, so we have Aquaria, you have yeah, Cameron Michael did really poorly. Uh look was really basic as shit, and her, you know, partner did poorly as well, so I was like, okay, bottom girl, duh. And uh, Monet, Monet and Tyler Oakley, yeah, Monet, exchange and short chain was, was Tyler uh, drag persona name at the moment. Um, They did all right. I, th- I wish the outfit was just, like, a little bit more, 
Uh, Taylor's makeup was crazy. Okay, Taylor's makeup was not on point. No shade. Um, but Moni looks amazing, and they had fun the whole time. So I was like, okay, she might be able not to be bottom two because I felt that Aquaria did worse. It definitely worse. Like King's outfit was ew, was ill, was gross. I didn't like that at all. Like it's like she kept the you know queen thing for her, and she gave the garbage thing to her partner, which was shade. But listen, uh, so I really thought that Cameron would be. Bottom two with Aquaria, but little did I know it was Monet. And the second I knew it was Monet, I knew she was about to leave. Not because she's not good enough and, and cannot turn it off, but more so, like, if you lip sync more than three times in a row, girl, it's a wrap. Regardless of how good of a singer you are, they just, like, Woo Boy is like, oh, over oh, man. And on the motherfucking lip sync, and I love the motherfucking song by uh, Lizzo. Great song, by the way. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know the song, but really went on on iTunes and got it. Um, Monet did that. Monet outperformed the fuck out of Cameron Michaels. And Cameron Michaels can can really like perform too, but Monet is giving you physicality. Okay, she is, you know, vibing and living every motherfucking lyric, and she's like doing all this thing that makes the performance so much more lively, opposed to. Um, Cameron Michaels is just straight up dancing, a little bit offbeat sometimes, and she's just making the same stunts she did last week for you no know, against Enrique. So it's not giving you that much life. Monet, like to each song, she will sing. She will like study the song and give you the most fitting, you know, uh, choreography to it. And this is what she gave us. And I was my eyes couldn't, I couldn't even see Cameron on the stage. But I knew, I knew that they would, you know. Um, make money such a way, and this is what happened. And I was mad because that, that I, I wouldn't say that it, it should have like deserved a double say because no, it's very real. But the fact that Eureka and Cameron Michaels are still here and money is not, I'm mad. I'm just mad. I'm just straight up mad because last week should have been Eureka's, this week should have been either Aquarius or Cameron's, not money. It was not money's time. No, you know, shame. So we'll see what happens next week. I need ages to do good. Um, I'm rooting for, at this point, because there's only one black girl now, let's be real. Everybody else is white, so I'm mad about that. Um, but, uh, Asia, of course, Asia O'Hara, um, and that Miz. I like Miz Cracker. Miz Cracker is my favorite. Or, yeah, it, and top three needs to be Asia, Miss Cracker, and Aquaria. I, I don't want neither Eureka or Karen Michaels. No channel shade, love this queen, great times and all that. But for me, next to the other Aquaria, Miscogram, Asia, then I have to support. That is it. So that's my tea on that. All right? I'll see you like next week for, you know, that, that driver cat. All right. So this is the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow, follow the show on the internet, on Instagram, at Game to It Pod. On Twitter, at Game to It Pod as well. On Tumblr, too, Getting to the World. On Pinterest, and we're also on Facebook. Yeah, we're also on Facebook, girl, so you might... Want to join that too? Um, thank you very much for listening. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, IR Radio, everywhere you can listen to the podcast. Um, and it's been me, Andre Fabio, Fabio's from Friends. And I'll see you next week for episode 43 of the Game Podcast. Bye. Okay, Oh yeah, it's good, 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 it